Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Exactly 16 minutes after 10, this is Late Night Conversations, and I'd like to welcome our first A-team guest who's no stranger to the side of the airwaves, Magic Nguashu, who's the founder and executive director of Ntokoto Vutivi Trading and Projects. We are talking about um, the employment scene in South Africa. Is employing people with disabilities still a challenge for employers in our country? Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Magic. Good evening, Patricia, and compliments uh, to the new season, uh, to the rest of the team as well, to the listeners. Compliments to the new season, to you too. Now, Magic, as we look at um, people with disabilities and employment, I know that there's a huge number of qualified, experienced people with disabilities in South Africa who are unemployed. And and, and, and sometimes it seems like they are being sidelined um, from, from discussions of employment. Do you think that we have some sort of solutions to ensure inclusivity when it comes to the work or a place of work for people with disabilities? It is still a huge challenge, Patricia. We still failing even to meet the mere target of 2% of the workforce being uh, people with disabilities. Uh, they have even increased the target to 7% of uh, any workforce should be um, employees with uh, disabilities. So both government and the private sector are failing this money. Um, So people with disabilities are still being discriminated. Um, They are actually made to hop from one leadership to another without being absorbed um, into full-time employment. So there are still stigmas, uh, stereotyping attitudes by employers uh, who are failing to follow what the law requires because it's not uh, actually a matter of choice. These things have been um, actually amplified in the Employment Equity Act uh, as well as uh, the supporting documents such as the Code of Good Practice on employing people with disabilities as well as the technical assistance guideline on employing uh, people with disabilities. So uh, we are still far behind. And if you look at generally the high unemployment rate of uh, uh, people in general, uh, the situation becomes worse uh, when it comes to employing people with disabilities. Remember, when we talk about people with disabilities, we are talking about various types of disabilities, uh, physical, uh, uh, visual, deaf people. So employers are failing, especially to absorb uh, people who are visually uh, impaired because they feel that they will be a burden uh, in their uh, workforce. They won't be productive, even with the qualifications that they possess. And talking about the qualifications, you find that someone is uh, properly qualified, but they are made to do um, a, a low, lowly placed jobs, such as uh, uh, being a, a receptionist or even a, a switchboard operator, because uh, it's all, for them it's all about numbers, so that if the Department of Employment and Labor comes, they will know that they have got uh, a certain number of people with disabilities without 
designating them in the proper positions which they are qualified for. We are talking to Magic Nguashu and uh, talking about uh, employing uh, people with disabilities become still being a huge challenge in South Africa. Please do call in if you're an employer or you're a person with disabilities uh, and, and tell us what your challenges have been in the workplace um, or in seeking for employment. The time is 20 minutes after uh, 10. You can call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Now, you know, Magic, you speak about the stigma that within employers, there's still a huge stigma around people with disabilities. How do we deal with this uh, stigma? Because it's also a stigma that society has in general. Indeed, indeed. It starts uh, right at home and then it goes to schools, it goes to tertiary institutions, uh, it goes uh, right into the employment situation. Um, so we, they need to be sensitized around uh, disability in general because once they are sensitized, they are able to know and understand how to accommodate uh, people with disabilities in line with uh, reasonable accommodation uh, that is stipulating how both the employer and the employee can work together because it's actually not a one-size-fits-all in terms of uh, providing reasonable accommodation for, 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 for a particular disability. It's all about an individual. You might find that uh, uh, it's, a, it's a person who is visually impaired. Uh, so it, it, someone might need a, a, a type a writer to, to use or um, a laptop which has got a software that can make him work, but someone might need a braille, braille machine in order to operate. So it's all about both the employer and employee engaging in terms of their reasonable accommodation means. But even before we get to that, this all starts at uh, how uh, positions or posts are advertised. Because, for instance, you will find that this is advertised in a general newspaper that is not uh, accommodative to a blind person, as an example. Uh, But also, uh, the fact that uh, people with disabilities are being discriminated, sometimes they shy away on mentioning that they have got a disability in the Z.83 uh, form, which government uses uh, to employ people. So, 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 so we need a change of mindset uh, to both the employers through sensitization and through developing policies that will ensure that uh, there is a standard way of um, uh, recruiting uh, people with disabilities, uh, which uh, should be in line with um, both the Constitution and the Employment um, uh, Equity Act, as well as uh, the supporting documents. So it's all about working together with the employer. Um, We give them the understanding of um, accommodating uh, various uh, types of disabilities. But not only that, even the, the, the core workers uh, in the workplace, they need to be sensitized so that they understand and uh, embrace a person with a disability who is becoming a colleague uh, within the employment situation.
Let me go to A-teamers who are holding on the line, Magic. Uh, let's start with Nkalanga, who's in KZN. Good evening, Nkalanga. Hey, Nijan, Ah, we are well, thank you, Mkulu. How are you? Yeah, the gentleman is talking about a, a, a topic which is very close to my heart. In fact, myself, uh, I am a, a person with disability. Uh, you see, we, we will always talk about this. Uh, I think something radical must happen. There is a department which I think is in the presidency uh, which deals with people with disability. In my view, that department as well as the minister, they are very useless because people with disabilities are struggling, they are languishing in poverty. Every now and again, and they are not even called uh, for interviews. I think uh, something must be done, especially in the HR department, because in the shortlisting, the mandate must be very clear that if there is a person with disability, uh, must be shortlisted and try to uh, find out as to how do they reasonably accommodate them, uh, even if they don't have the required experience and so on. But uh, you see, what I want to talk about, which is uh, very uh, uh, it's in the news these days. I was very disappointed to hear about the organization, Patricia, the SABC, that amongst others, they will be uh, retrenching Rulani Baloi. Uh, I was very disappointed, and if there is a strike in the SABC, I will drive to Johannesburg to support them because I know Rulani. He's an activist, he's a person with disability. There, the SAP, I think they've made a plan and they've parted the, the wrong tree. I'm very angry, in fact. Ngalanga, um, thank you for sharing your sentiments and uh, also giving us an, an outlook from where you are standing. Thank you very much. Let me go to Nelson, who's in KZN as well. Uh, good evening, Nelson. Good evening, Patricia. How are you? Um, I'm strong. How are you doing, Nelson? I, Patricia Mpembumuse, I am strong uh, and I'm okay. And uh, also, I wish, I wish to say a very good evening to Brother Nkwashu. Uh, uh, very good evening to you, Nelson. Hey, good people. Uh, Pat, mm-hmm. I, I, I can tell you lots and lots, lots and lots of stories about employment of people with disabilities. I'm also one of those people. Patricia, I started working uh, for the Department of Health in 1988. Remember, 1988, 12 April. Today, I'm 32 years of service. Working as, I can call it, Working as a switchboard operator, yes, indeed, I'm now a principal telecom operator. But salary-wise, I man, uh, pet, it's so amb- embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. The money that I earn at work it does not match what I'm doing for the department, and as a result, 
I said to myself, Patricia and Gwashu, uh, let me uplift myself by improving my skills. I improved my skills in computer. I'm able now to make use of a computer like all other people. And furthermore, I studied for uh, what we call a call center course, and I managed there. I'm able, as, as we speak, I'm a person who can also be a manager in a, a call center, but still, I'm still working where I was employed in the beginning. Now, it's so embarrassing. As uh, a previous caller was talking about Rulani, I'm so sad, Patricia, because we were schooling together with Rulani at Silver School for the Blind in Petersburg. I'm so sad. She is still young, this person. She is still young, and she is so strong. How is she going to make her way forward? Because as a a South African, she deserves to have a work. These are the challenges that we often encounter, uh, Patricia and Gwashu. Yeah, and Nelson, thank you so very much for calling in and also giving us uh, your story there. And it, it seems like the challenges are very plenty. Um, before we go to Magic to respond, I'd like to go to Mohammed. Mohammed, good evening. Uh, good evening to you. How are you this evening, ma'am? Good, thank you. How are you? Okay, very well. Newland Kerbin. Yeah, I'm an epileptic patient for the past 20 years. And I do collect a social grant for things to the government. I pay my money uh, as a rent. But, you know, we don't have food. But, you know, he didn't uh, tell me that I'm disabled. But I'm permanently disabled because I'm a political patient. But for the past 20 years, I've taken my wife, who's a housewife, and taught her to go and sell on the street, become an informal trader. And we pay our, we actually buy our food, we buy our clothing, we pay our trolley boys, uh, and we survive on a daily day, day-to-day basis. But... Uh, as a person, uh, the government need to pay more attention and give us people like us backups where the bank can assist us or assist as, uh, where organizations can help us. There are numerous people out there. But if you really look at it, I'm a great patient. Uh, my wife and I are in Central Queen Street. But uh, I walked the whole day and just looking at what's the necessity that the people are going to buy, the goods that they're going to buy. Put it on the table. But do you know something, ma'am? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who takes energy early in the morning. Sorry, I'll cut it short. Take medication in the morning. And I've got to get up at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. But by the time I get ready, have a bath, try and take care of my medication. And we leave home at half past 11, quarter to 12, board a taxi from New York to Devon. And we go and set up at 1 o'clock. But fair enough, we work for 50 cents and 1 rent. But the point, what I'm trying to say is that athletic patient, I walk around and keep myself fit. Uh, at, at the moment, like masking, sanitizing, keeping ourselves clean, where we're selling very clean child this, and go and work and try and earn that money. But as a bloody patient, at, uh, coming back to disabled, disability, we need the organization to come to aid like people like us and assist us in where we can actually, like I can actually motivate others. I'm staying in African township, which is called West Street. And the point is, we feed our children the same money. We try and help our small kids with the same money. 
And there's no Indians besides myself and my wife in the area. But the point is, we love everyone. We feed them. We look after them. But with the motivation of this little table that we use as a disabled person. Thank you very much, ma'am. Uh, thanks for hearing my conversation. You have a pleasant evening. Thank you. God bless. Thank you very much, Mohammed. Let's go back to you, Magic. Magic, uh, we had Ngalanga and Nelson and Mohammed who are coming in with some of the challenges that are faced by people with disabilities in general, but also in the workplace. Indeed, uh, uh, Patricia, these are the real uh, challenges on the ground uh, which uh, people with various types of disabilities are facing across the country. And Nkalanga uh, emphasized the need of HR to be involved in ensuring that people with disabilities are actually incorporated uh, in the various structures. I mean, it needs to start from the shortlisting, the recruitment process, the interview process, and there need to be a support um, when someone with a disability has already been absorbed in the workplace uh, so that uh, they, 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 they need to be fully capacitated because a working environment can be intimidating when you have uh, a workforce, uh, for instance, that is not accepting your disability uh, so 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 it might be intimidating so that's why there is a need for sensitization of the whole organization so that they appreciate that uh, they have got a colleague with a disability that might need support here and there and nelson has actually um, highlighted i mean 32 years working as a switchboard operator even when he tries to uplift himself um, I mean, it's, 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 it's unbearable. Um, they are not even uh, giving a consideration for someone who has worked for such a long time. So these are the kind of issues where, because they feel he's a blind person, all he can do is to answer a switchboard, which is not really a, a, a proper. And Mohammed has actually uh, indicated a different angle uh, from as an alternative to employment. He is an informal trader, and uh, as someone who is epileptic, uh, he he needs to be given a chance uh, to become a formal uh, trader. Uh, There needs to be support from government structures, you know, uh, especially like CEDA, CIFA, you've got the NEF. They need to support um, people with disabilities to become entrepreneurs. I've been listening to the president uh, when he he was talking about uh, the initiatives which government is taking in order to boost up the economy since we are in a difficult time. There is a lot of emphasis on women, on youth, but there is hardly anything that is being said about uh, uh, people with disabilities who would also like to participate in ensuring that uh, our economy um, is actually uplifted. And uh, I mean, a person like uh, Mohammed is also getting a, a grant. Um, uh, it's always a problem with government because they feel if they are giving you a disability grant, which is uh, very less, um, it's enough for you to live. And uh, uh, generally, the life of a person with a disability, with all the assistive devices they need, it's, it's very expensive. And we also read about some disability grants 
that has been not has not been paid uh, more than 2000 people uh, because apparently uh, sasa or government has run out of money uh, of course they emphasize the issue of these are people who had temporary grants but i mean uh, this is something they lived with on especially during this difficult time where uh, the country we find ourselves uh, within covid uh, limitations where those people with uh, temporary uh, disability cannot gain employment. They cannot uh, be able to feed themselves. So um, these are the challenges which uh, uh, people are generally uh, facing. So um, they were reflecting uh, true experiences of most people with disabilities in our country. Let's go to Mustafa in uh, East London. Good evening, Mustafa. Good evening, Fispet. Good evening to your guest also. Ne? Yeah. Good evening, uh, Papa. Yes, good evening. Good evening, dear. Yes, uh, I'm one of the person, uh, uh, people with disability whose visual impairment, eh? by the way. Now, uh, I've noticed as time went by, as I'm an adult right now, um, at the elitative. So I've noticed that most of the post or vacancies, uh, we always uh, given uh, vacancies like in the switchboard department in all government institutions or companies all the time. We are not being granted an opportunity maybe to get uh, different posts that are given to people who are non-disabled. I'm not sure if uh, after the 27, year, 27 years of democracy, if we are still uh, isolated or dis- discriminated, uh, in in this country that we are living in, uh, then let me wish you, uh, Mr. Uh, all the best for the future, and then I thank you, Suspect, for 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 allowing a guest to interact with us, especially with people who with uh, disabilities. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Mustafa. Keep thank well, you, but, and uh, you know, magic uh, once again, it's it's it's. It's comments that are very similar. What is it that employers should know? Because clearly the stigma and and perhaps the lack of information is what's holding employers back. It's not that they 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 don't try to meet up with the quota of employing enough people with disabilities, but they don't employ them correctly. So how do we change this? Um, we 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 need to take a, a step that. Uh, the, the Department of Employment and Labor, uh, they need to use a carrot and stick. They need to to make sure that the employers uh, are actually doing what they are required uh, by law. Uh, I mean, the, the Employment Equity Act has been there for a long time, and uh, most employers, they feel they can rather pay the fine rather than employing a person with a disability whom they see as an inconvenient. So so the Department of Labor needs to come hard in terms of uh, putting uh, more measures where employers will feel it in their pocket when they fail to diversify their workforce, um, which um, in reality it needs to have people with disabilities at least 7% of the workforce, as long as an employer is employing more than 50, 
7% of that workforce should be people with disabilities. Some normally complain to say that we advertise this position. We don't get uh, uh, people with disabilities applying uh, and all of that. So there is always a, a finger pointing. Also, people with disabilities are complaining that they are applying, but they are never given that opportunity. And uh, if they ever they are ever given an opportunity, it's always at that switchboard level, at that uh, reception level, that uh, employers think that uh, if they have someone sitting at the reception, whenever there is a visitor or even the Department of Labor, if they see someone on a wheelchair at the reception, they will know that the uh, employer is actually accommodative to people with disabilities. One of the major problems is the workforce which is not accessible to accommodate the various types of disabilities. This is one thing that uh, employers, even government itself, that continue to actually um, uh, rent buildings that are actually not accessible for various types of uh, of disabilities. So Magic, I need to go to a break. Uh, can we please just hold it there for a little while? Uh, SFM okay. Late Night Conversations. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Dooley. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Good evening, Os Patricia and Brad and Kwashu Magic. You see, the problem with employing us people with disability is not the policies. Policies are there, like some ex- Mr. Kwashu have already mentioned some. We have a policy called integrating employment equity into HR policy. That policy you know it deliberates how should uh, the like the short selection be done and the appointment be done for people with disabilities however it does it is not implemented and most even employ employees managers they don't even know about it that policy so the main problem here is monitoring and enforcement uh, Department of Labor is not doing its work when it comes to this because departments every year they report but they still not uh, achieving the let's say the then two percent which was was a threshold but the Department of Labor is not enforcing using is not using the Employment Equity Act to enforce to punish those departments by finding them by failing to at least achieve the threshold so hence the departments will continue doing that because there are no consequences management so otherwise it's just business as usual you know there is nothing that will be done to them so therefore they'll just continue doing like that so it's very painful it's so sad outspatricia and the atimus as a blind person in south africa young a graduate from University of Limpopo. I would like to support what Magic is saying because as a blind person, I've been rejected by so many companies just on the basis that uh, I'm blind. They don't want us to educate them how they can, uh, we can work around uh, the, the 
they will tell you that uh, the software that we are using JAWS is expensive, not knowing that there are other um, uh, programs that we can use, like for example, NVDA and all that. They don't even uh, worry because uh, they will indicate on whenever they are sending uh, learnerships around that uh, for bl totally blind people uh, are not welcome to apply. So we are really frustrated. We don't know what to do because we have the decrease and then we are just uh, living from uh, a disability grant. Thank you and good night. Magic, it seems like the plight and the cry of our A-team is, is very similar. Um, but there's one comment that was made that uh, the policies are there, but the implementation of the policies, of which I think brings us back to the fact that the stigma and um, around uh, people with disabilities and also the, the, the understanding and uh, compassion to be able to accommodate people with disabilities, whether it's via the infrastructure or via softwares and so on, or buildings, augmentations, is still not understood by a majority of South Africans and employers. So as we close our discussion, Magic, what is it that you can say to encourage employers to do differently and be better? I would encourage uh, employers uh, to come to the party and uh, work with us. Uh, we are not only lashing at them. We understand it might be, uh, sometimes it might be ignorance, sometimes it might be lack of knowledge, uh, sometimes it might be deliberate uh, why employers are not uh, absorbing uh, people with disabilities. But when it comes to government, I will say it's deliberate because, uh, I mean, this is built in within the Department of Public Service and Administration. It's the one which is sup supposed to be driving uh, the employment of people with disabilities at all spheres of government, uh, national, provincial, as well as local. Uh, they need to lead by example. It will be easier for the private sector to follow suit. And uh, we, they need to come and work with us. We will be able to provide them with the necessary knowledge and uh, assist them with uh, developing policies that uh, will guide them on how to ensure that they are able to absorb people with disabilities and treat them equally similar to any other person and observe the human rights of people with disabilities as it's supposed to happen. But uh, um, I must say that the Department of Women, uh, Youth and Persons with Disabilities, it's not that much useful when it comes to these issues. Neither is the working group that is advising the president uh, um, at the national level. So maybe something drastic needs to happen also at that level so that we, we, we should start seeing uh, some changes happening implementation that uh, uh, one of the callers was talking about we need to see it 27 years into our democracy we need to see some of these good policies being implemented they need to be monitoring and evaluation so that we are able to see if there is any progress that is happening. Magic, thank you so very much. Uh, for those who want to be in touch with your organization, how do they do so? 
Uh, they can uh, call me or WhatsApp me on 072-134-1223. Uh, my email address is magic as in M-A-G-I-C-S-N-R at vodamail.co.za. They can also Google my name, Magic Nkwashu. They will be able to follow some links that will guide them to how they can get hold of me. Thank you very much, Magic. This is SFM Late Night Conversations.